Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. The production of illicit drugs in the region, Southeast Asia, is quite significant and has been growing over the last couple of years. I guess during the uh, economic fallout of COVID-19, organized crime are exploiting uh, the poor laborers and uh, getting them to work in the factories. So I think supply has increased significantly. We don't know yet if demand is increasing, uh, but definitely the supply has increased. All right. And interdiction, has that uh, changed at all because of COVID-19? Well, if you look at the different uh, countries, uh, the focus that uh, uh, enforcement will have, whether it's uh, national police, regional police or customs, will have changed slightly because, you know, shipments are down significantly. Passenger traffic is, is also down. So what the bad guys are doing, they're being very creative. So they will be looking at uh, what shipments are moving. Um, they will continue to to move products via postal and, uh, and courier services, which is a current problem in North America. Uh, but they're moving them into containers and containers of food and, uh, and PPE, which are still being uh, moved around the world. The scary part of this, John, is that in some cases, uh, food can, can, it can look like a food on the outside, but the inside could be, uh, could be drugs. Again, with John Keogh, uh, with Chantala, uh, his expertise is in the supply chain when it comes to that matter uh, of distributing drugs. And he studied the Asian illicit drug market as well, which we're discussing. But I wanted to back up. You said something about uh, the postal uh, system and couriers are a major problem in Canada as well. How so? Yeah, so the the bad guys are uh, increasing smaller shipments uh, in postal packages and also with courier services. So law enforcement and uh, our border enforcement, U.S. Uh, border enforcement, have uh, up their uh, game, as it were, in inspecting packages coming in from known drug countries. So that's on the way in. In the U.K. just a few days ago, we've seen that uh, from a distribution of drugs in the U.K., um, the drug, uh, the drug distri- distributors are actually getting people to dress up as nurses uh, or emergency workers to, uh, to get through any suspicious uh, or to, to lessen any suspicious activities and pretend that they're essential workers. Wow. And uh, so they don't draw anybody suspicion uh, because they're as first responders uh, held in high regard. That's right. And in Asia, it's, uh, it's not unheard of to have, you know, a fake ambulance. Uh, in North America, it's not unheard of to have a fake government vehicle, let's say a highway uh, inspection unit in, in a southern U.S. state. Uh, and they're just used to courier drugs. So what's on the outside is not necessarily what's on the inside. So whether it's a uh, a bad guy with a police uniform on or a customs uniform or driving a police car. It can be completely fake. John, uh, where are these uh, drugs like uh, methamphetamines, uh, fentanyl, those kinds of things primarily manufactured? I mean, they come out of Southeast Asia to a large extent. Uh, this is why I was interested in Thailand. Uh, Thailand, just a transitory route, or is that also a production hub? 
Uh, it's transit and production. So the Golden Triangle with uh, Cambodia and, and Vietnam and, and Thailand, that's that's one of the prime areas where the production is occurring. And the, the main issue, John, is in the precursor chemicals. So the precursor chemicals are legitimate trade. They go between chemical companies and uh, producers. And they're being stolen and smuggled and trafficked around. So if, if an officer, an inspection agent or a customs um, border agent sees a, uh, a chemical and they test the chemical, then everything seems fine. But that chemical has been put together with four or five other chemicals at a production point. So it reduces the suspicion. It's very similar to what's happening with, uh, with clothes. So what the bad guys do with the clothes, they'll ship the material, let's say, for a fake uh, Gucci pants. They'll ship that separate to the branded zip and the branded logo, and then they're put together in a third country. So something similar happens here. And I've worked with some agents and some companies uh, to look at uh, putting in forensic markers into the precursor chemicals. So even when it's diluted or mixed into a final product, you can still trace it back to the original source. Well, these countries, too, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, some anyway, uh, do have very strict drug laws or anti-drug laws, and uh, but people are still willing to take that risk. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, organized crime just exploits the, uh, the poor people, and, and the people that are, are, are caught, uh, they're literally the pawns. Um, you know, we're not, we're not getting up to what they call the head of the snake, so... Uh, Unfortunately, um, poor laborers, farm laborers who are now impacted by COVID-19 and even before that, they're the ones that are being exploited. But the, a bigger problem, John, is that because of the low cost in the region and the low cost in the region is driven by a few factors. Number one, uh, they've gotten better at producing higher quality drugs, uh, illicit drugs. The technology and the machinery is, is more readily available and they've reduced the cost. So let's say one gram of methamphetamines in, in Cambodia or Thailand or Vietnam is about $20 a gram, whereas in foreign markets, it's about 500 or $600 a gram. So what that means is that in Southeast Asia, there's been a massive increase in addiction among the local people as well. So it's not just a problem of exporting. Um, and they do know that uh, the UN Office of Drugs and Crime, I've worked with them on technical reports previously, they do know that... Uh, the methamphetamine coming out of this region is getting into Australia and New Zealand. Any making their way over to North America and Canada? Uh, not that I've read. I mean, I've looked at some of the reports. The Canadian reports are a couple of years out of, uh, out of date. Uh, on the 2019 reports that I looked at, uh, methamphetamine is not a huge issue in Canada. We have more of a problem with opioids. You know, about 5,000 people dying per year with opioids. And then uh, we have fentanyl. And in some cases, drugs are going from North America over to uh, Asia as well. And the point you made around severe penalties uh, or punishments in these countries, that's right. Uh, there's the death penalty in many Asian countries. Um, but again, who do you put in jail and who do you kill? The, the courier, the mule? And are they getting up to the people who are the real organizers of, uh, of these crime gangs? And that's uh, unfortunate that they're not getting up to that level. And, uh, and the crime continues. Well, John, how about in the Philippines? Because uh, President Duterte, uh, he's had even his you know, uh, killing squads go out and uh, take out the drug pushers and whomever else. I mean, the war on drugs in the Philippines, is that being successfully prosecuted, albeit uh, perhaps against uh, conscientious uh, ways of operating. How do you see it? Well, 
they have they have their own drugs called shabu, um, which is which is a, a plant, uh, and that continues. So there is an alternative for for them. Trafficking uh, across the region is still massive the, with the, with the waterways. Um, I'm not so sure about the success of the program. I think it's got a lot of publicity for for all the wrong reasons. Um, so I'm not so sure about the status in the Philippines. But they did. Sh- I know that in 2019. The Philippines had a seizure of, I think, uh, 275 kilos that actually came from Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.